Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Tahreem, in the 66th Surah of the Quran, and in Ayah number 6, He addresses us, we the Muslims, but more specifically, we the Muslims who are parents. When He said, subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu, the Ayah starts, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu. So those who have Iman, those who claim to believe, you and I, we claim we have believed. When we hear this, our ears should prick up. Our attention should be, yes, Ya Allah, what comes next? What do you want us to do? What is it you want that we, your slaves, should respond to? Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, ku anfusakum wa ahlikum nara. O you who believe, ku anfusakum, save yourselves and your families from a nar, from a fire. This fire, This fire, like any fire, has a fuel. And what are we used to when we think of fire? We think of flammable things, the things that burn easily. Like what? Firewood, paper, petrol, kerosene. But here we are told that this fire of Jahannam, which we have been warned about, the fuel for it is men, human beings, and stones. And the Mufassirin said many things about this ayah. And one of it is that this fire is very intense. Because if you can imagine stones being fuel, you want the fire to burn and to burn well, you didn't put kerosene in it, you didn't put petrol in it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us one of the ingredients is men, us, human beings, and stones. Ibn Kathir in his tafsir narrates that Qatada said about this ayah that this ayah that the parent commands obedience to Allah and he commands people, his family, not to disobey Allah. He orders his family to obey the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to act upon his orders. And when he sees disobedience, he stops them and forbids them from doing it. Muqatil said about this ayah, it is an obligation to teach. The tarbiyah of our children, giving them the Islamic morals, the Islamic education, explaining Islam to them, that Allah is their Rabb subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is the final messenger, that our guiding life is the Quran and Sunnah, that we should be kind and gentle, when we should be harsh, when we should be kind, everything dictated by Islam. This type of teaching and nurturing, of building the Islamic person, is a duty of the parent. We now face a situation where this duty which Allah will ask us about has been made more difficult in this last week. Now we have a very specific obstacle living in the UK to fulfilling this duty. This last week there was a big scandal about Muslim schools. The government inspection body, Ofsted, they went into some Muslim schools in East London and they issued their report and it was in the newspapers and on TV. 
that something is wrong with these schools. What? What did they say, Ofsted and Sir Michael Wilshaw? What did he say about these six Muslim schools? He said that these schools, they are putting pupils at risk of extremist views and radicalization. Oh, those words came up again. That there's something dangerous happening in these schools. There is another school in this borough, Tower Hamlets, non-Muslim, state school, Church of England school, with a very good reputation. Many Muslims send their children there, John Cass School. They downgraded it from outstanding. They came and inspected it before. They said it's an excellent, outstanding school. Now they said, no, no, no. It's inadequate. Special measures. This and that. Why? They said that they left the children open to extremist ideas. That in the playground, boys and girls are separated. This is the new situation that we have. Because many people, when they hear these kind of reports from Ofsted, from the government... Children at risk of radicalization. What comes into the minds of many non-Muslims? They think maybe these schools are teaching children how to make bombs, how to go and kill their neighbors, how to go and cause havoc on the streets of the UK. When you hear these words, radicalization, extremism, this is what scares many people. But in the report itself, it said that the school, the curriculum was, let me quote, solely, was focused solely on Islamic themes. That there's too much Islam being taught. Too much Islam. In one Muslim school that I know of, I know teachers in this school, the inspectors went to the school and they have boards, they have displays in the, around the school to remind the children they are Muslims. In one of the displays, they have a hadith of the Prophet And one of the inspectors asked the teacher, why do you have this? Huh? Why do you have this? Why can't you have something by Gandhi or Mandela? And this just said, we're Muslim. This is a Muslim school. It's a private fee Spain Muslim school with an Islamic ethos. Teach a Muslim kid. So what's the message? Why do you have by this man, this prophet of yours? Why do you have this Islam? If you want to talk about morals, give other examples. This is a direct challenge to what Muslim schools are now facing and to what schools in areas with large Muslim populations are facing. And the education secretary, Nikki Morgan, she said that if these schools don't change, she is ready to close them down. So she's put a threat, she's put a big stick on their neck to say you have to change, you have to tone down, you have to water down your Islamic teachings, otherwise I'm going to close you down. In this school, what has happened when you listen to the stories is outrageous. We need to be very clear. The government now is very open in its agenda to clamp down on Islamic practice in schools, on the teaching of Islam in schools. They want to, by force, make our children leave the Islamic values and embrace the secular values of freedom and whatever else they talk about it. This is part of the government's plan to clamp down on Islam in the UK. And there is now a pattern, there is a pattern that you can see which should be very clear to us. It means if there is something that is from Islam that we don't like, we will label it extremism and we will force people to abandon this practice. So let's be very clear that this policy of the government today is not about terrorism. It's not about extremism. It is about westernizing Muslim children. They are after your children. Be very clear about it. The Iman, the Aqidah, the Islam of our children now is at stake. And it's not hidden it's not quiet, it is open, it is blatant, and this is posing a challenge. That we as Muslims, as a community, what is it that we are going to do 
in the face of this latest challenge. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu taqullaha haqqa tuqatih wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun. O you who believe, we should fear Allah and pray that we die except as Muslims. Aqooli kawli hadha wa astaghfirullah, fear Allah and ask Allah for forgiveness. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Brothers and sisters, we're talking about the verse in Surah Tahrim, Surah 66, verse number 6. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders us, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu ku anfusakum wa ahlikum nara. To protect ourselves and our children from the fire. That it is a duty upon Muslim parents. The duty to protect our children is a duty on us as Muslim parents. Something we will be asked about. And we said that now, using the label of extremism and radicalization, these nonsense words, we now find a pressure on Muslim schools, on Islamic societies and universities, to talk less about Islam, to teach less about Islam, for the children to leave the Islamic values and to embrace the culture of freedom. You can do what you like. Believing in Allah does not matter. It's your life. Do what you want with it. They want to convert our children by force. And we need to be people who react because Allah will ask us about it. In the face of this pressure, what should we do? Four things. Four things that I would say we as a community need to do. Number one is to recognize that it is an obligation. If you and I have it in our mind that this is a fard to protect our children, to give them the best Islamic values, if you recognize that, then you will be very clear in your mind that there is no such thing as too much Islam in my home, too much Islam for my children, too much Islam in our community. You will understand that. There is no such thing. What will make our children the comfort of our eyes? Only Islam gives the correct values, morals. Only Islam. So we, if you recognize that, we have to do everything in our power to look to the Quran and the Sunnah and raise children the way Allah said so. And in the Quran, in Surah Luqman, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us a beautiful example of Luqman, the wise man. And Luqman is advising his son. And this is a message to me and you as parents. What is it you want to build in your children? Ya bunayya, la tushrik billah. Oh my son, oh my lovely, wonderful son. Don't associate partners with Allah. Starting, he starts with the aqidah. Know who your Rabb is, know who Allah is, know who you worship, know who you created you, know who you will return to. Then he gives him other advice, he tells him to have taqwa, he tells him to enjoin ma'aruf, to forbid munkar. These are the things we want to build through discussion, through our example, with our children. Point number two, we must not allow ourselves to be bullied to accept un-Islamic values. When Ofsted goes to these schools and he says, we'll downgrade you. You're going into special measures. You're teaching too much Islam. The curriculum is too narrowly focused on Islam. Ah. You know, they give an alternative. They said the schools, they have to teach more drama. They have to teach more art. This is what will make people better people, yeah? More drama, more art. They need to, you know, boys and girls, they need to mix. There's all sorts of problems from this mixing, but Ofsted said, no, 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 this, this is a good thing. 
So this is a way for Muslim parents to say, okay, if, if, if they're going to make the school a bad report, we should accept it. You can't accept it. You can't accept it not because I said so, because Allah said so. And this has to be very clear in the mind of parents. Let us look at these values, these ideas, these morals that they're inviting us to, that they want our children to embrace. Many parents in this society, Muslim and non-Muslim, are complaining about what is happening to children. Muslim, non-Muslim parents are complaining about a culture of disrespect. Islam teaches that children should respect their elders, whether they are Muslim or non-Muslim. Should respect their parents, should look after their parents, whether they are Muslim or non-Muslim. That is what our deen says. What is it they're inviting us to? We have a culture of drugs and alcohol abuse, which is increasing. And the ages at which children are getting involved in this bad stuff is getting younger and younger and younger. Why? Because life is about freedom and enjoying yourself. I want to enjoy myself. I do a bit of this, a bit of that, you know what I'm saying? It's all right, man. As long as it makes you happy, Johnny, let's do it. It's cool. This is the message they get on TV, in the movies, everywhere. And we're trying to protect our children from this. And even some non-Muslims are realizing the dangers of this. But when a Muslim speaks against this, they say this is extremism. He is an extremist. She is an extremist. This is the tactic of the bully. He wants to bully the Muslim community. And we say, no, these values, we need to reject them. These values that promote sexual abuse and exploitation, you can call us what you like, we need to reject them. Brothers and sisters, this week, when they're having a go, when they're attacking these Muslim schools for being too Islamic, this week on Monday, there was a report on ITV News. And I want to quote the headline. It's not my words. The words that they use in the headline. They said, boy 13 rapes classmate after sex education lesson. Now they want to launch an investigation. How did it happen? But they're very clear. It's after the lesson. In their report, they're connecting it to the lesson. So what is being taught in these schools and the effect of these values? And you want us to be quiet and just accept it. So we as Muslim parents, Ofsted wants our children to be exposed to harm. We reject this. We need to stand up, speak against it, and teach the correct Islamic values. Point number three, Muslim parents must be actively engaged with the schools. We Muslim parents, you have to be actively engaged. You have to be engaged with the school of your child. It is not enough that you send them to school and they come back with good grades, but they lose their Iman, they lose their Islam. Some of us, when they come from school, Aisha, did you learn chemistry today? You did? MashaAllah, wonderful. Oh, very good. Uh, Muhammad, you did well in your GCSE mathematics? Very good. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying grades are not important. Islam tells us to strive, to achieve, to be excellent at whatever we do. But I want to give you an example of two schools. School number one is not far from here. It's a girls' school, secondary school. In that school, these Muslim kids, these girls, have a problem with their salah sometimes. Why? In the wintertime, you have at least, at least, Zuhur and Asr, that you have to pray in the school day. The school made a rule. They have a tiny prayer room, but that's not the issue. That there has to be somebody from the Muslim community in the prayer room for the girls to use the prayer room. So there is one sister, may Allah bless her, may Allah reward her, may Allah grant her Jannah, who goes to that school, 
and who stays there so these kids can pray. But when the sister can't make it, there's no prayer room. So our children, mature, mature, yeah? Mature children are going to school, they're coming with good grades, but they're not doing their salah during the school day sometimes. Luqman said to his son, Ya Bunaya, aqimis salah. Allah reminds us, the father was saying to his son, one of your duties, basic duty as a Muslim is to do your salah. They're not able to do their salah sometimes. And we the parents, we don't know. We're not involved. We're only thinking about the grades. Not acceptable. Not acceptable. You have to be involved. You have to know what's going on. Where are the parents to go to that school and discuss with the head teacher? You know, head teacher, we need to have some new arrangement. Put a lock on the key. Yeah, put the key, leave the key in an office. Let them come and take the key to use the prayer room. But you can't say somebody has to be there all the time. This is very important for us as Muslims. Where are the parents to do that? You and I have to be the ones. Then I want to give you an example of what happened in another school. This is a good example for me and you. In one school, the head teacher woke up one day, and I don't know what they had for breakfast, but they decided to ban, to cancel, allowing Muslim girls to wear the jilbab. Yeah? the Islamic dress. They cancelled it overnight. The parents, they got together. They went to see the head teacher. What's this? Well, parents, we came here because our girls are allowed to do this. They argued their case. The head teacher saw the unity of the parents, saw the strength of feeling. The head teacher backed down and cancelled this decision. This is what we can achieve, inshallah, when we as parents are people who are engaged. Don't be complacent. Don't stand aside. Be engaged in the school of your children. My final point, brothers and sisters, the fourth thing that we have to do, inshallah ta'ala, with Allah's help, is that we need to establish networks in our community to help to build Islamic values. It is getting tougher in the schools and universities to talk about Islam, to encourage people to follow Islam. But what about in our communities? We need to use our masajids. We need to use our homes. We need to go to the people running the masajids to help us, to allow us to have circles, to bring the youth together. You sitting here in front of me, me and you, we need to be the who volunteer. We go to the mosque secretary and we say, I can run a program for youth. I'm a young guy. Yeah, I can run something which is fun, interesting for Muslim youth to follow. So they come and learn their deen. They come and bond together. They see Islam is something which you be proud of. Something which gives you a good life. Something which leads you to worship Allah and follow the sunnah of the Prophet Brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this ayah directs you and I, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu ku anfusakum wa ahalikum nara. He did not stop by just saying we should protect ourselves and our children from the fire. He describes the nature of that fire. Wa nasu wal hijara. He gives a description. This fire that I'm talking about, that Allah is talking about, it has fuel, which is men and stones. That if we disobey him, if we take this issue lightly, then this could be our end. But he also encourages us in many ayahs, many ahadith of the Prophet wasallam, that the man, that the parent who raises two daughters, he will be like this with me on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. That many hadith of the Prophet wasallam, saying that the parent who does their job properly, builds Islam in their youth, raises them. The youth, inshallah, will enter Jannah and such a parent is deserving of the Jannah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he permits us to be amongst those parents, that we stand against this pressure. We stand against the bullying by Ofsted and the government. We stand against this bullying to convert our children from Islam 
to these secular liberal values. We ask Allah to give us the keys to the hearts of our children, that they listen to us, they take from us, they're influenced by us, and inshallah that we and them are united in Firdaus, in the best of places, the one which Allah has reserved to his blessed worshippers. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and seerah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.